Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Alicia Shanice Reviews. I am your host, it's your girl Shanice, coming back at you with another podcast. We are on episode 260 and today's topic is Cruel Summer, season 2, episode 10, The End Game, the season finale where we learn it It has been a very exciting 10 weeks as we guessed along and made predictions and compared it to season one. And I'll talk about who I thought had the better season at the end of the episode, which I'll already know. Um, This is Endgame. The description reads, as 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 timelines collide, friendships implode. New evidence emerges and the shocking truth is revealed in more ways than one. So y'all already know, we about to get into it. We about to break it down, dissect it scene by scene like we do over here on this platform. After that, I will uh, play the sleeper. You know, I play my sleeper in my Joe Button style. Shout out to the pod father, Joey. And um, talk about upcoming events that we have for August on the platform. Form. So before we get into it, I just want to say thank you guys for tuning in each week. Cruel Summer was one of the first ep- uh, TV shows that I ever recapped on my podcast when it when I first started. Um, that was Cruel Summer season one. So I was excited to do it again, but it was one of my first shows I ever did by Jessica Bill is one of the producers on the show. Uh, and I loved her growing up, watching her on Seventh Heaven. I just was excited to do it. And this is something different from what I normally recap. And I just love the mystery of it all, guessing, getting upset, you know, wondering who did this, being suspicious. So I enjoyed it. And if you guys tuned in, just thank you so much. And if you haven't watched it, make sure you can watch it. A lot of people like to wait for all the episodes to come out and they binge watch it all together instead of waiting for week to week. So if you guys are doing that, welcome, welcome, welcome leave your feedback and let me know what you thought about this season um as always if you need to get in touch with me my facebook is alicia shanice instagram is alicia shanice reviews email alicia shanice reviews 13 at gmail.com you can inbox dm or email me if you have any special recap requests with that being a television show a movie a docuseries a music album or if you have any businesses or brands or music that you're working on that you want me to shout out, everything is free of charge. I love to show love back and I love whom loves me. And most of all, I just love to support. So if you're working on anything, please let me know so I can shout out what, you're, what you got going on, show you some love back. And I want to know what you know you guys are watching on your television or listening to or you know what you got going on so I can check out and get my love opinion too. So um, you can always get in touch with me. And if you listen to the podcast on Spotify, can you please do me a favor and hit the follow button? It helps me out tremendously. And not only that, while you're on Spotify, check out my music playlist. Your girl got some long range music ears and I got every genre. All you got to do is type in Shanice Loves. You'll see at least one profile pick, uh, one, you know, playlist populate. But if you click on the picture profile, it takes you to the rest of them. And let me tell y'all, I got some long range ears, okay? So on that note, let's get into the show and let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's talk about Cruel Summer. All I need is one mic. All I need. All I need is one mic. 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 All I need is one mic.
Hey y'all, it's your girl Shanice and I'm just coming in and check in with y'all to remind y'all to protect y'all energy as I always say. Life is at, you know, we have very different stresses at all time high. Why not go ahead and take you guys a nice vacation at a reasonable price with a trusted travel agent, you know? And that could be a solo trip, a trip with your boo thing, a family trip, a girl's trip, a guy's trip, whatever. Just let me let y'all know this right now. Visit T Booked It. T B B O O K E D I T. Follow them on Instagram on Instagram. Or you can send them an email at tbbookedit at gmail.com. The world is a beautiful place. Let them go ahead and help you discover it. Go ahead and release those stress vibes and go ahead and enjoy your vacation. At TB Booked It, they got all the reasonable deals. And just let them know, your girl Shanice, she sent you there. So this episode opens with the events that are about to unfold take place on or around January 1st, 2000 and August 2nd, 2000. But when it first comes on, we see January 1st, 2000, 5 a.m. And we finally get the big reveal of who showed up at the dock. We see Luke, he's awaiting, he's still, you know, out of it. He's, you know, he's had a rough night. And we see his big brother, Brent, to the rescue. Brent is like, it's his public service for the year. Um, it shows him, you know, helping his little brother up. Then it cuts to the next morning when we see Steve walking downstairs and it's water all over the floor and we see a distraught Brent. Then we see Steve rushing to the lake and we see, you know, he's calling out for Luke's name hysterically. And then we get the big, cruel summer opening, making us, you know, think like, what the hell? You know, how did we get here where we got Brent, you know, looking like he was being a decent Brent, coming to help his brother. And then, you know, he's there distraught next. And then we got Steve. So we're like, huh? Y'all going to reveal the killer already? And how did this happen? You know, just when he came on, we're just confused. But, you know, we were waiting. We were waiting patiently, right? So it stays on January 1st, 2000 for a moment. And then it goes to back to 410 a.m. And Megan arrives back home with Isabella. And they're, well, Isabella, not, she's more, you know, just calm. Megan is all in the panic. And she, you know, is like first thing in the morning, she's going back to untie him. And Isabella is like, you know what? She has no type of remorse. And she's like, this is just unbelievable. I think we let him off too easy. Y'all already know me. What I had to do, I had to pause the TV and say, seriously, Y'all let him off too too easy. Didn't you just shoot him? 
I don't give a fuck if it was a graze or not. You think you think you too let him off easy? Seriously? Then I hit play. <laughs> so then it cuts to the next morning. And we see the girls, they go back to the cabin. And Luke is gone. Isabella assumes that Megan untied him before they left. But, you know, M Megan is like, you know, she didn't do that. So, of course, they go search for him. They call around to hospitals. Uh, Megan uses her hacking skills to check the police calls and records. And, you know, she regrets the the whole entire plan. You know, Isabella goes and takes the tape saying, you know, she'll destroy it because she has experience with that. You know how she destroyed the other tapes. And all I could think is, yeah, okay. Go ahead and give her that tape if you want to. I said it right then and there when she walked off with that damn tape. But y'all know me. From episode one, I told y'all I did not trust Isabella. And she was unlikable to me. So we go to January 3rd, 2000. And we see Steve. He's outside. You know, he's just unable to sleep. And Brent comes out. And, you know, Steve assures him that he's going to fix this and he won't let anything happen to Brent. Now, Steve goes to see Megan to ask her, you know, questions, asking was Luke into anything and, you know, what's what what did he say when they last seen each other? What would have made him disappear? How she knows him better than anybody. And she's like, well, I thought I did. And, you know, they both look in each other into the to, the, to each other's eyes, lying to each other, knowing that they both know more. So after that, Megan and Isabella come up with a plan that Megan needs to be the worried girlfriend and, you know, forge a runaway letter, post missing poster, missing uh, posters of Luke all over the Chatham, you know, just um, just making them more suspicious. So, of course, she does that. She posts the missing uh, poster. She gets support, you know, from the two girls and also Jeff, you know, he's like, he'll make a video. And, you know, it cuts back to Megan's room and we see she is constantly chatting to Luke, asking him, is he okay? You know, to please respond. She just wants to check on him. And Isabella comes up to her room. Now they start arguing about how dumb the plan was and basically blame each other. And, you know, Isabella grows frustrated and calls Megan ungrateful, you know, an ungrateful bitch and say, you know, she changed her pathetic life before her. She was just, you know, always on her computer. She you know, didn't have anything going on. She brought excitement to her life. And, you know, um, Megan, you know, she kind of has to take a step back. Like, hold on a minute. Maybe Luke was right about you because you're only happy when I'm miserable. And, you know, I wish I never met you. And after she said that, the way Isabella looked at her, that moment, you could see the bitch was unhinged. <laughs> if you just go back to that part and you see when she said she wished she never met her, the look Isabella gave, you could just see, okay, she unhinged. So it cuts to summer 2000 and Steve goes to see Sheriff Myers. You know, to see why he, you know, has he let the girls go? He had them in custody. What happened? And, you know, Sheriff Myers tells him, we didn't have enough evidence. We had to let them go. 
Um, the girls were smart, as we see um, on down the episode. They made a plan to blame each other, and it worked. So, you know, Steve only wants the case closed. He wants it to be over, and we later learn why. So I loved how we got a little Easter egg in the episode uh, from Crew Summer Season 1 when Megan was at home and grabbed her car keys to leave. When she grabbed her keys, the book that was laying on the table was called Out of the Basement, the Kate Wallace story. And I thought that little Easter egg was so dope just on how they implemented everything. And I'm hoping that if we get a season three by it's an anthology, we'll get some type of pickup of where is Megan or Isabella at in season three. I really loved on how they did that because we all wanted, wanted more of Kate and Jeanette's story. So I thought that was very interesting. And I'm hoping that, you know, if the story, you know, if the show continues that the last season, they'll find some way to show us where, everybody is at after you know their big reveal and the big traumatic experience they went through what are they doing uh you know whenever they do conclude the show i hope that they do it right with the final season to where we are able to see where kate and Jeanette is at where is isabella and megan at <clears throat> so brick comes to see megan and they talk about, uh, you know, just everything going on. He mentioned that he's seen Debbie at the office. They mentioned that she's in remission and doing much better, which I did think was strange that we did not get appearance from Debbie in the last last episode. I thought we would at least seen something, but I guess they had too much to put out there where they couldn't fit her in. And we also learned in this little scene that Megan, her attorney, quit. She didn't have the money to continue to pay him. And he probably quit because it was, he was like, we're not going to win this. You lie about everything. Half the time you act like you don't care until it got something to do with your computer programming. And, you know, you don't even have the money to pay. So I see why her lawyer quit. And we know that originally her mom, Debbie, had got the money from her estranged dad. And of course, she can ask Steve for the money as they were fighting a case to see what happened to his son. So I don't blame Debbie for not asking Steve on that. Now, we later on see the girls work together and, you know, they look at different footages from Ned and they try to figure out what really happened themselves. They're like, okay, we know we didn't do anything to Luke besides tie him up, drug him and shoot him. But what happened after that? Um, so they go back and they look and um, they break into the police system using Megan hacking, hacking skills and they see it was actually Steve's car at 4.51 a.m. Now, they don't know who was in the car. They just see it was Steve's car. So, of course, the two little mini detectives, they go and confront Steve. And, you know, Steve, he gets defensive real quick. He's like, hold on, watch your tone. <laughs> And he tells Isabella that his private detective that he hired had a lovely little conversation with Trevor, who I wish we would have got more on and just, you know, got more of a backstory on Lisa, especially how we found out how Isabella was. Now it really has you wondering what the hell happened to Lisa. And we know Trevor knows more. But, we, you know, we see that Steve has done his own little digging around and he's like, you know, your friends have a habit of dying. Watch your back, Megan. Now, Megan attempts to, you know, kind of throw him off and take up for Isabella, and um, they take off outside. But before that, during that whole little interrogation conversation, Brent was listening from outside very nervously. So 
it cuts to the next scene when the girls get back into the car and Isabella delusional ass get you know she get all sentimental talking about felt like old times in there these last few days you know it really brought back the good moments I never got a do-over with Lisa hoping I can have that with you and Megan like what is that how you see it <laughs> Megan got to give her a little reality check like First of all, we've been in the trenches together these last couple of days. It's about survival. This ain't no damn reunion, you know, reunion of the friendship and, you know, thinking about happy moments. Isabella's still delusional. Well, you only chose to see it that way, Megan. Megan ain't having it. So, of course, Isabella gets pissed off and tells her she wouldn't know the meaning of loyalty if it bit her in the ass. And she storms out the car with vengeance and i have to say isabella she takes the word ride or die literally because if you ain't riding with isabella you die little evil bitch <laughs> i mean this is a little evil girl right here i mean i'm like she take ride or die seriously so we see Brent, he gets um, nervous and he, you know, has a little mini meltdown and Steve gives him a little slap. <laughs> you know, he's like, you know, no chambers is going to jail on my watch. You just shut up and just go with the program. Now, we see at the sheriff's station, they end up announcing that they have a suspect and an arrest will be made. And Megan hears it over the radio. So of course she gets nervous and she runs to Isabella because you know they are, they have been working together to try to clear their name. Now we also see that Isabella is one step ahead of her and she didn't check out of her room and straight disappeared. So remember she had mentioned that she was trying to get her passport back as well. So as um megan is leaving she's hysterical she's upset she's wondering what's going on she's nervous of course uh sheriff myers pulls her over and takes her into custody about a tape he just received and what i tell you isabella tay ride or die seriously if you ain't rolling you're dying and <laughs> she ain't ride with isabella so she left her out to dry with the edited tape so she played, you know, Sheriff Myers plays the tape. Megan gets so hysterical. She like, no, Isabella was there. She had the gun. And all we hear is Luke, this crazy bitch shot me. So, you know, I have to say that was a point for Isabella because she did that lovely. She, Isabella had always had benches in her. Even when she heard um, Luke and um, Megan in a room, and they were laid up having a private moment. And Megan was saying how, you know, he's her ride or die. He's her number one. That's when she got mad and told Debbie about, you know, it was Megan on the sex tape. When she uh, got into it with Megan again, she uh, showed what well, she told um, Debbie to look under her bed and find the bloody sheets. I mean, Isabella has always been a bit much. And I've seen it from the first episode. So... Of course, Megan gets the cuffs on her because the tape looks bad. It makes her look guilty. So, you know, if I was a sheriff, I would have arrested her too. So, all I could say is, damn, that was cold-blooded. 
be careful who you call friends because <sighs> through all this, all I could just say was poor Luke. All of this actually could have been avoided with all parties involved, including good old Steve and Brent. But we're going to get there because don't think they get off easy. So Brent hears the news and goes, you know, he talks to Steve and he's in a panic. He's like, you know, Megan is innocent. And Steve is like, I know I hate that this happened. We were trying to get Isabella. And Brent, he is just like, horrified he's like Megan is one of my oldest friends how you know what I'm saying how could you even do this to Debbie you say you care for Debbie but this is her daughter like how can we do this and Steve is all calm he's like she's not a chambers <laughs> and this is your ticket out so Brent gets to thinking for a moment and replaying you know the last conversation he had with Luke in his head and he asks Steve about his mom's accident and finds out it really was a cover-up and you know Luke was telling the truth and you know it's anything to protect the chamber's name even though it's basically just Steve left so after that, Brent, you know, has a reality check himself and he goes and you can actually see the character development with Brent. He he that the incident that happened when Luke really changed him and he goes to see Megan and we learn what really happened. And Sheriff Myers is all ears. He's listening to the entire conversation. So we learn finally what happened? Brent really did go there to help his little brother. He helped him up. You know, they were getting ready to walk off. And at this point, you know, poor Luke, he had just, he had had it. He had been through the ringer that night, you know. So he was tired and he just confessed it all. You know, you could tell he had just been sitting there and just in pain and just hating who he was becoming. And he let it all come out on Brent. And he confessed that, you know, about the tape, that he thought it, he was leaking the tape of Brent. You know, he says what happened with Megan and Isabella. You know, he says that he's nothing like, you know, Brent or his father, you know. And, of course, Brent antagonizes him a little bit um, for, you know, the last time. And they argue. And the truth actually comes out about their mother there. And it catches Brent off guard, causing him to push Luke, and he hit his poor head and fell into the lake. Now, this was just a really like a sibling little argument, a normal push. He, I don't think he, you could tell he didn't anticipate his brother falling. Like even when he like, okay, stop playing, get out the water, Luke. Come on, Luke. I mean, he jumped right in there to save him, you know. So it really was an accident. But... We learned the entire truth. Um, Steve tried to cover it up and Brent put the money in the cabin to make it look like Isabella. And once again, Sheriff Myers is hearing it all. Brent gets arrested until, you know, he ends up telling Megan, you know, I know you think Luke had changed, but he really loved you. But I do have to, to stop here. That was cute and all, Brent. That was cute and all. You did the right thing. You did. You did the right thing. You confessed. But all of this could have been avoided. 
All Megan and Isabella had to do was confront Luke at the New Year's Eve party. Put him on blast. Embarrass him. You know, tell him the truth. Tell the truth. You never slept with me too. Or, you know, that night, of course, he did sleep with both of them. But, you know, embarrass him. Yell at him. You know, I could... I could even understand confronting him at the cabin, doing it alone because you didn't want anybody to know it was, you know, you really on the sex tape. But the tying up and the drugging was over the top for me. And not only that, even if you did go that far to tie him up, after he was shot, he should have been untied that fucking moment. It is what it is. So I have no sympathy for neither one of the girls. They went too far. Because if that was Megan's true best friend, no matter what, she would have at least untied him after this unhinged little heifer shot him. So I, I, I just, I, I can't give them any grace for that. Even if it was an emotional reaction, all these little bitches had to do was untie him after he was shot just you know like i said i could even understand you know you emotionally reacting you're pregnant you're hurt i can even understand you know a little bit of the tying up but the drugs i cannot no and after he was shot he should have been untied all of this could have been avoided the good old chamber boys it could have been avoided it really was an accident, Brent. All Brent had to do, instead of trying to cover it up and go home and cry at the kitchen table, call the police, get a rescue team out there. He would still be alive. He would still be alive. You ran home to cry at the kitchen table. If that was my brother, no, you're going to call the police. We're going to get a rescue team. We're about to get him out that damn water. That was Brent's mistake. Good old Steve, this is your son. If he told you that, you should have had an emergency rescue team with all the money you have out there that same day. It was an accident. But when you're privileged and think you're, you know, above the law, it causes you to not think straight and make even more dumb choices. So with all that being said, all this did was make me feel sorry for Luke. And no, 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 no. Luke was not innocent. He did some, you know, questionable things. However, he was a teenager. And I felt bad for him. Even after learning how Steve manipulated him and blamed him for his mother's death since he was eight years old and treated him a certain way with the, the boys bullying him, calling him, you know, wimps and are always wanting to hang with the girls and just always wanting to do the right thing and him always feeling like he has a point to prove to the boys, to his big brother, to his father. And then, you know, Isabella coming with her ma manipulative tactics because, yes, she did. When we seen Luke's point of view, we got to see, and I seen people making excuses like, well, maybe this is just Luke's point of view. No, this is, you know, his side as well. And as the show progresses, we seen this is how Isabella really was. She was, ter she was territorial. She had some multiple issues. So with all that being said, Luke made terrible mistakes, but did he deserve this tragic accident or the treatment he received from his father? The blame alone for his mother is enough to cause damage to someone. So out of all of this, I felt bad for Luke. So 
the story continues and we see good old Steve. He just sitting at home, <laughs> probably enjoying his last drink because the police arrive and arrest him. And we see the headlines read Chambers family scandal, wealth, tragedy, murder, cover up. And Megan is at home looking at the headline and she gets an alert from um, Ned. So her and good old Ned, they're still buddy, buddy, which is still weird. And it's about a coding job. And then this job is legit. You know, Ned, he ended up being all right. But I still think their friendship was weird, you know, because Ned was just different. And I didn't like on how he tried to just Ned was different, but he probably had enough of the, the chamber's dad who wouldn't. But he was still, you know, did some skeptical things as well. So, you know, things are looking at least on the up and up for her because she lost her scholarship. But, you know, being a coder, she can make some real deal cash. You know, she's a computer genius. And, you know, Ned is as well. See, like Ned is just a little unhinged from giving, probably got so many of his ideas stole from him. And, you know, just on the edge a little bit. So it cuts... <laughs> And we see where Isabella has landed or on her way to land, shall we say, as she is on her plane ride and meets her next victim. Because we listen, poor uh, Michelle, be careful. So now she on her way back to Ibiza and she's back her little charming self. Have you ever been to Ibiza? It's really party town. You're going to need a tour guide, and I'm great at meeting new people. By the way, my name is Lisa. So now she's Lisa. And at this point, if y'all were still rocking with Isabella, I feel sorry for you because she is crazy. <laughs> she didn't made up a whole fairy tale about her and Megan's friendship. She didn't stole her old best friend's name, who she probably killed. You know, and now she's on her way to befriend Michelle and ruin her life. I guarantee y'all in the next season, season three, if they give us an Easter egg, it's probably going to be crazy diplomat's daughter kills third best friend. I mean, she is insane. So <laughs> all I could say was be careful, Michelle. Be careful. So um after it's all said and done megan feels like the story is over so she goes to say her final goodbye to you know luke and discover there's a hidden camera that looks right on the lake so of course what does megan go do she goes to take a look at that footage as she should because she wanted to see as much as we wanted to see we knew it was more to the story and of course it's a twist, just like season one. Remember, Cruise Summer is never as it seems. And y'all, when I seen that footage, my heart broke. My heart, I let, call me a wimp, say I'm a Luke simp, I don't care. My heart broke for Luke. I liked it, Luke. Of course, Luke wasn't perfect, but I liked it, Luke. And it was just so, the way she did it was just so evil. She put that damn boot on his head. He halfway breathing like, <gasps> you know, he trying. And I'm just like, bitch, help him. <laughs> and she put that boot on his head. Then she calmly pushed him back in the water. 
So like I said, once again, Chambers boys, this could have been avoided. If you would have got a goddamn rescue team out there, Luke would still be alive. It flashes back to Megan and the look on her face. I, now, I, I have to say, I didn't feel bad for Megan into that part. Because I never felt bad for Megan. I felt like Megan brought a lot of this on her own. Um, she had to be accountable for her actions. She should have untied him. You know, she should have untied him. But um, I, I felt bad for Megan right there. And then I didn't even feel bad when she lost her scholarship because she was just acting so suspicious and just weird, you know. But I have to say, the way she broke down, it was a broke, just breaking down of hurt, of shock, and also vengeance. Like, she wanted blood. And I didn't blame her. Because even when Isabella did that, the look on her face was just a cold stare. But it was a really good season. It was a really good season. I have to say, Cruel Summer does it. Between episodes six and seven, even eight, you start to get annoyed because you're, you're steady trying to put all the pieces together and don't feel like waiting. But I have to say it was a solid season and uh the difference with this is that from episode one of this season just from the girls year 2000 reaction and how you know they were acting so weird i just didn't feel connected to them when it first started i felt like okay i can like megan megan is a little likable but as it went on i just didn't really care for her and i never cared for isabella i don't know why but i just didn't care when she came on she her personality was just so out there and strong i'm just like it's gonna be something up with her she's not just this lovable free spirit it's just something off but i always felt like i liked it luke and if you go back to when i recap episode one i always liked it luke the difference with Cruel Summer Season 1 is I always liked the Jeanette. You know, I'm more, I, I, you know, I felt bad for Kate. I knew she had went through through something, but I was rooting for Jeanette. You know, it, it Jeanette was weird and did dumb stuff, <laughs> but I rooted for her. So at the end, when we got the twist with her, it was like, come on, Jeanette, you know. <laughs> and I also liked the Jeanette and Jamie together, but with this one i didn't root for either one of the girls i rooted for luke <laughs> but it was a very solid season i'm hoping that they keep it back in the day um i was hoping that they would have did you know something 98 97 98 but they brought us to y2k so i don't know if they're going to stay early 2000s but i definitely love the nostalgia of it um season one of course but season two i really enjoyed the music i enjoyed looking at the fashion because i was in middle school at that time so i remember the music vividly i remember you know those outfits i remember you know how big y2k was so i really did enjoy the show you know, everybody did amazing, the whole cast and crew, the whole cast and crew, they did very amazing. It was really good. It was very suspenseful because we couldn't figure it out. Some people had guessed Brent. I was thinking, I just couldn't figure it out. I thought Isabella and Megan, it was too obvious. So I knew it was somebody, but I just, I didn't really think it was going to be Brent though. But, you know, um, shout out to the entire cast and crew. They did an amazing, amazing job. And, you know, this was Sadie Stanley who played Maggie, Megan, Lexi Underwood who played 
Isabella and Griffin Luke, who pay, played Luke. They did them all, all three of them did an amazing job, especially um, Lexi, because she made you love to hate, you know, love to hate her. And when you play somebody who you love to hate, where you can't stand them as their character, they're doing an amazing job. So the cast did a wonderful job. Um, the acting was up to par. I enjoyed it. I can't wait for season three to see who the new cast and crew is um this show is a little different but it also kind of puts me in the mind similar not all the way but i love my show big sky because it has the same characters as far as the detectives but each season we get a new case and you know we go through the entire season trying to figure out you know what happened so i do love on you know how we get new um people in new cases and try to figure it out so you know we get a season three i'm here for it and i hope we get easter eggs to see what happened with you know these two girls see if megan got her vengeance see if you know isabella killed michelle which i'm sure she did <laughs> see if brent ever got out of jail because it really was an accident but you know in a way they all still were responsible for luke's demise um they all played a played a hand in it you know unknowingly so I think they did an amazing job. I thank you guys for tuning in these 10 weeks and hearing my recap and my rants and raves about it. Um, the cast and crew did an interview about the ending of the show. Um, I'm going to play that. And this is Isabella, Megan, and Luke. They did a little mini interview. And here it is. I think Isabella, for her to be writing and talking about Lisa, and Lisa's like, is yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty crazy and deceitful. And for you to keep that secret from Megan for all the entire time. time. And to be lying just so seamlessly. Well, like, I think Isabella takes the cake. As far as the ending goes for Megan, I'm pretty satisfied. I mean, obviously, it's a, it's a bit of a cliffhanger, but that's how this show goes. You want that. But I think it's awesome that um, Megan does find out in the end what really happened. It's kind of up to her and up to the audience to decide if she if she does anything about it with that information. Yeah, I hope people are satisfied with the ending. It felt really good. It felt really satisfying. I think it's a great ending. I think it makes sense. I think that all the seeds are planted early on. When we got those five last pages... We were all like, oh my god, yeah. this is crazy. That was crazy to film. Yeah, that was brutal to film. <laughs> the last five pages, man, they had me in the lake at 3 a.m. That was hard. I hope everybody, like, freaks out. Yeah, so I'm so excited for people to see it, and I hope that they have the same reaction that we did when we first found out. Those last five minutes change everything. Yes, they do. Uh, I thought that was fun. I wanted to share that with you guys. I'm going to play my sleeper for you guys um, in my Joe Budden style. Shout out to the pod father showy i'm gonna play dead man's arms by bishop briggs i hope you guys enjoy it falling on the deafest ears but i know you Crying to the blindest eyes, but I know you see the lies. That's you, oh Lord. You got more bones than a graveyard. It's true. 
Bishop Briggs, thank you guys for tuning in. I thank you so much for your support. As we um, just begun the month of August, I want you to go in there with high, bright, high vibrations, positive energy, protecting your energy and staying away from anybody who is an enemy to your energy. We are out for greatness and being consistent and staying focused and going after what we want because the sky is the limit. Don't let anybody tell you what you can't do. Um, we have concluded Cruise Summer, so all our shows are off. Uh, Power Book 4, Force, returns September 1st, so we will pick back up in our Power Universe recaps, which I am so excited because... 50 Cent is getting ready to come here for his tour, so I, I bought my ticket for that. Y'all know I love 50 Cent, and we support everything 50 Cent over here, but as we await for um, Power to pick back up, 
I will start doing my um, Has It Aged Well episodes. And the first one will be New York Undercover, the season one, episode one, where we'll bring an episode from the 90s. It has to be between 1990 and 99. We pull a random TV show, just one. And we talk about the fashion, the topic. Would it be able to be told now? Has it aged well? Was it ahead of its time? Um, could the jokes be told? Was it a good storytelling? Does it make sense when you look back at it now? Like, what were people thinking? You know, just we're going to just talk about it. Um, I'm going to pull random episodes from a lot of different television shows, a lot of different genres, because growing up, I loved watching television. You know, television was everything. Cable was everything. And I watched every genre. It wasn't just urban. It wasn't pop. I watched every genre. So I might pull episodes from New York Undercover, Martin, Fresh Prince. Not only that, Beverly Hills 90210. Uh, you know, the list goes on because I watched everything back in the day. And if you have any suggestions, please, you know, hit me up. That could be an inbox, DM, or email. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I'm going to do like two documentary recaps that I've been wanting to work on. So we'll focus on that for the month of August. And in September, our weekly recaps pick back up. Don't forget if you need to get in touch with me, all of the links are in the profile. So please hit your girl up. Even if it's just to say what's up, that's cool too. Just be safe, have fun. Thank you again for your support. If you're new and only came for the crew summer, I hope you're here to stay. I uh, recap a lot of different shows. Um, so yeah, just check me out and you know hit me up. Don't forget to check out those music playlists. And once again, please follow me on Spotify. It helps your girl out tremendously. So on that note, I love you guys. It's your girl Shanice, and I'm out. Hope you enjoyed the show with your girl Shanice.